Hi again, everyone, and welcome into the Black and Blue Report podcast series presented by SeatGeek. And welcome into a very special holiday edition of our podcast. I'm Sean Kelly, and greetings from Studio B at the Oscar Sports Performance Center. And happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. It's so great to have now reached the holidays. And certainly as sports fans, we have so much to be thankful for. More on that in a moment. My guest today is Saints tight end Benjamin Watson, a very special guest here during this time of Thanksgiving. I'll tell you why in just a moment as to why Ben Watson is the perfect guest for us here this week on this special edition of the podcast. First, back to that sports thing. Boy, do we have some stuff to be thankful about. The New Orleans Saints have won nine in a row now and are all geared up for a Thanksgiving ball game against the Atlanta Falcons at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. And meanwhile, the New Orleans Pelicans have won three in a row, six of their last seven, and have already reached double-digit wins on their young season. So as far as being a sports fan go, we certainly are thankful for the way that our professional sports teams here in New Orleans are playing right now. But if you're like me, there's so much more in our lives right now that we can be thankful to as to our family, perhaps health, good fortune, or just the fact that we're all able to visit with each other here this week. Saints tight end Benjamin Watson is the embodiment of giving thanks. The veteran tight end, now back with his second stint here in New Orleans, constantly reminds us of how to be thankful throughout our community and in our own homes. The father of seven and a young man still in his 30s here is enjoying life as a New Orleans saint again. And each Friday on his social media outlets, he's come up with something uniquely his own, a chance to highlight all kinds of different charities, one per week that he's not only giving to, but is hoping to spread the word about. Certainly Benjamin Watson is a spiritual man, and he helps us give thanks in other ways too. So whether it be football or his new initiative on Fridays, or the fact that he is a thankful father himself, just like me, we thought he'd be a great guest to share with you today on the Black and Blue Report. So with that being said, Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I hope you enjoy an in-depth visit today with Benjamin Watson as we sat down last week in a very loud, (laughs) joyous locker room here on Airline Drive. Benjamin Watson, our Thanksgiving week guest on the Black and Blue Report podcast series. This is the Black and Blue Report presented by SeatGeek. Here's Sean Kelly. Benjamin Watson, full disclosure, it was my wife Kimberly that said you'd be the guy to interview for Black and Blue Report on Thanksgiving week. So I got to give credit to her first before we go any further. Love your wife. It was great meeting her a little while ago and, and tell her I appreciate it. No problem. By the way, happy Thanksgiving to you and the Watson family. You too. Happy Thanksgiving. Is this a holiday that you've enjoyed over the years? I know it falls during our football season, but in any way, have you been able to make it special enough? Thanksgiving is always special. It's always special. I remember growing up, uh, going over at my great aunt's house and my grandparents' house, watching the football games. Um, my, my, uh, my grandparents were big Cowboys fans, ironically enough. Um, but uh, Thanksgiving has always been big, big in our family, and, and we've, we've kind of created our own traditions during football because we're never near family, whether we are playing on Thanksgiving, which we are this week. But even when we haven't been, usually our house is one where people come over, or now that we have our own kids, we're packed. But Thanksgiving is always a, a time that I look forward to as a family. How many times have you played on Thanksgiving Day? This is my first time. This is it. This is it. Wow. And so it's really, it's really weird because I remember sitting with my grandfather, who's, who's passed now, but 
we would sit there and watch the games uh, on Thanksgiving. So this is this is my first time playing on Thanksgiving. I know the NBA guys. It is a big deal for them to play on Christmas Day. It's kind of a not a badge of honor, but it is an honor, frankly, to to play in the NBA on Christmas Day. It usually means you're pretty good, <laughs> you know, that your team's doing well. What about for NFL guys and Thanksgiving Day in general? You kind of mentioned the memory with your grandfather, but. What about for most of these guys to play on that day? I mean, to me, it seems like it's always it was always the same teams. It seemed like, you know, the Cowboys, the Packers, the Lions, you know, there was always those those teams that were playing every single year, and I was never on any of those teams, so didn't expect to play. But uh, it, it, it creates a, a different week for us. But the great thing is I think Friday is going to be our day. It's going to be our uh, Thanksgiving meal day. Um, and, and it's still exciting. I mean, you know, the opponent that we're playing, you know, the Falcons is, is what makes it even more exciting. We have football to enjoy, we have family to enjoy, but it's also, as, as you know, a time to give thanks, which seemingly, Benjamin, you do really on a weekly basis. I wanted to ask you here during this time of giving thanks about the movement that you've started to kind of get rolling on Fridays, and, and I'm curious as to what the story is behind this, this idea of highlighting different things every Friday. Well, it, it kind of just came to me, I think, around week three. And I was thinking about uh, my career and all of the great organizations that my wife and I, our family, have been a part of, things that we've supported, things that we've lent our name to and invested in um, across the country and different teams that I play with, and, and a way to say thank you to them for the work that they do. So the idea behind Freedom Friday um, comes from a verse in Galatians. Uh, chapter 3 that talks about us using our freedom to love and serve one another. And the organizations that I've been highlighting every Friday and donating um, to them from our foundation um, are organizations that have freed people from spiritual, emotional um, bondage, sometimes physical bondage when you talk about sex trafficking. Um, There are a number of different organizations that we've supported over the years. And so my goal is to highlight what they're doing um, for example, uh, this past week, it was an organization that supports teachers, uh, helping teachers because they use over $500 of their own money a lot of times just to supply projects for their students. And so an organization that helps with that. We've done organizations that help with um, uh, sex trafficking, as I mentioned before, human trafficking. We've done organizations that provide water for people across the world that don't have clean water, organizations that help the poor, some local organizations in New Orleans as well um, that, that, that help kids, uh, you know, give kids an opportunity to have after-school programs and stuff like that. So my whole goal is to donate to those organizations myself um, just to say thank you, um, but to also connect other people who would like to learn about what's going on in their communities, give them an opportunity to do the same. So how do you select them week to week? What's what's the process? Well, the, the process of selecting them um, is is basically, uh, number one, usually, most for most of the time, it's an organization that I've had some sort of of dealing with over the course of my career. So I've either, for example, with the International Justice Mission, this, this, this past um, off-season, we took a trip down to Dominican Republic and, and saw this, uh, you know, the progress made with sex trafficking there or, or with another organization called All Pro Dad. It's an organization that um, provides um, uh, material to encourage fathers as they lead their families and lead their children. And so I've, I've done work with them as well. So most of these organizations, so really all of them, are organizations that I vetted myself um, that I feel confident in the work that they're doing. I know that the money is going to the right place. Um, I'm confident in, in inviting other people to come along and to support them as well. It's outstanding stuff, and I'm curious, and I, and I probably just, I'm not, I'm not hip enough, or better yet, I'm not young enough to understand the impact truly of the social media aspect of what you're doing. But is there any way, Benjamin, that you can measure 
the response or at least the, the engagement that you're getting through this this thing on Fridays, this Freedom Friday? Yeah, well, you know, I, I'm not that technical, <laughs> technologically savvy either. Uh, I know people who can run those metrics, um, but we've had pretty good engagement. You know, some causes are more popular than others, and that's fine. I think everybody, the, the, the great thing is everybody has a lane, everybody has a role to play. I mean, everybody doesn't have to be involved in everything, but find what's important to you and get involved with it. So one way we've been able to track is, is obviously our foundation is going to, as a small thank you, gives 5000 every week. And so over the last going on eight um, nine weeks, you know, that number's going up near 50,000 is going to go for the rest of the season. And we've seen um, usually a really pretty good response of at least another thousand, a couple thousand dollars that people donate each week from from uh, from the public to these organizations. Um, so we don't have the exact numbers, but I know that the investment that has been made by others has has um, has multiplied what, what we've made. And also I've seen stories on Facebook, on um, Instagram, of people who have directly co connected with these organizations say, hey, I'm going to volunteer my time because we all have time, talent, and treasure. It's not always simply about money. Um, a lot of times it's about y your time as well. I was just going to bring that up because I know there's probably some folks that, that are challenged a bit and say, well, you know, I'm so glad that Benjamin Watson's doing this, but he plays in the NFL. He does very well for himself. I'm not in the same boat he is, and and I don't want people to feel disabled is probably the long the wrong word, but I don't want people to feel less power than say you do in helping these people out. Of course, uh, like I said before, we all have a certain amount of time, talent, and treasure. For some people, their their most expensive currency is is their time. You know, that they are people that are very very busy, and for them to give an hour means a whole lot to them to give that hour. And it's very, very important that they give that hour to a sort of organization. For others, it may be their money. They may be strapped. If they gave $10, if they gave a dollar, that's a huge deal to them. We all can find different ways to get involved. And, and no thing is, is better than the other. A lot of times, you know, we look at these huge dollar amounts that people give or they raise. And, and that's great. But I found a lot of times in the, in the, the events that we've done with our foundation, that people love it when they can see you face-to-face, -face, when you can touch their hands, shake their hand, give them a hug, speak a word of encouragement to them, enter into their experience with empathy, and they can see that you are not just writing a check for them, but you are moving your body to a place where you are helping somebody else. And that's something that, look, whatever you can give, I think we all can, can give something at some point. What a great message. Are you an emotional guy? I got to ask because because if I was at all these events and working with all these people, I would just be like the waterworks. I'd be bawling every time. I, I, I do get emotional at times. Um, I, I, I am not your classic stoic guy that never shows emotion. I, I would say I'm somewhere in between. But there have been times uh, doing different work over the last year where I've been, been very moved emotionally and, um, you know, I had to take a step back because – you know the water. The water was flowing. Yeah. With regard to your uh, your thankful heart, have you always had it, or is it something that's grown in you over time? Um, we are we are challenged as people, as believers, to to have continual gratitude. Give thanks in all things is what Scripture says, and that's been a challenge. Um, there, I'm selfish like anybody else. Um, there are times when I have a bad attitude. There are times when I don't count my blessings. There are times when I only think about, man, what, what could I have gotten? What could be? What should be? What is owed to me? And then I have to take a step back or I'm reminded by my wife or my parents or somebody that's close to me. You have so much to be thankful for. And it's important that we always take inventory 
um, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a process and a practice to continue to take inventory of the great things that are happening in your life because many times we're, they're overshadowed by the things that we desire, the things that we don't have, the struggles that we're going through. Um, and so, no, I mean, I was taught that early um, and, and I continually understand that, you know, gratitude, being thankful is important. But I can't sit here and say that I'm always thankful, although uh, that is my goal, and that's something that, that I definitely strive to do. You mentioned uh, your wife and helping you uh, stay straight, you know, if you know what I mean. Our friend and brother, Monty Williams, um, who's now an assistant coach with the Philadelphia Sixers, former head coach here in New Orleans, it was his wife, who's now passed, unfortunately, it was his wife that brought him to his faith, a faith-filled life. Was there one person for you over, you know, over your lifetime that really... I guess, drop that deep seed in you and that love. Yeah, I love Monty. Thank you for bringing him up. I, love, I was able to spend a little bit of time with him when I was here the first time, and he's an encouragement to me, not only me, but so many other people. Um, for me, it, it was my father. My father's the one who led me to the Lord. Um, I remember, you know, I grew up in church, I've, you know, obviously, and I went to a lot of, you know, vacation Bible schools and stuff like that. I, I was in church early on. Both of my parents are believers, my grandmother. Um, as well. Um, but when I was young, um, you know, around five, six years old is when I realized that I needed to for myself and my faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And I remember being a kid, my father used to have this big teddy bear mm -hmm. and uh, the teddy bear was about my size. And he'd be like, Benjamin, you want a box of teddy bear? I'm like, yeah, yeah, daddy, I want a box of teddy bear. And he would get behind the teddy bear and we would fight before I used to go to bed. <laughs> and sometimes I would win and sometimes I would lose. Uh, but I remember one night I boxed a teddy bear and I lost. And the story goes that I was in bed and my parents uh, were listening and, and I was saying, Daddy, Daddy, you bring that teddy bear back out here. I'm not going to bed till I beat the teddy bear. They're like, this kid has a serious competition problem. Uh -huh. So he brings it back out and he lets me win, obviously. And, um, you know, after that, he said, Benjamin, uh, I, I, I seem to ask about death a lot. You know, just even as a little kid, I, I inquired about it a lot. And he said, Benjamin, do you know what happened to you? And I knew kind of the answer from being in church and everything, but I had never put my faith in repented of my sins and put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ and he shared with me John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish of everlasting life and right there um, my father and I knelt down by my bed and and I repented of my sin and then the only way I knew how as a young kid put my faith in Christ for my salvation that he paid the penalty of death for me um, and that I will have eternal life and so uh, my father was the catalyst while there was, you know, obviously my mom and a lot of other people and me, you know, growing from that point to where I am now. But my father was the one who led me to the Lord. I, I have heard countless stories, Benjamin, about different ways that the Lord has appeared to us. But never have I heard that he appeared to someone as a large teddy bear, because that's the way I see part of that story. The large teddy bear was him. You never know. And I think this, I think the. You know, part of the moral for the story for me now as a parent and having kids that are, you know, nine, eight, um, uh, seven, you know, five and three uh, is that I need to be very aware of their questions because kids inquire about eternity. And, and scripture says that God put eternity in our hearts and that we all, even as kids, question about those things. And so as a parent, it's like, man, you know, I, I need to, to be aware to answer those questions in the right way to lead them to the right way. All right, a couple of things before we finish up, because I think I don't want to water down any of the message that we've just shared with each other. Um, number one, I was the oldest of six kids. 
you're about to have seven. So, okay, I know what my father went through. So, God bless you and good luck as you make it seven. Uh, and and last thing's this: why not end on a fun note with regard to food? If you weren't working this week on Thanksgiving um, or any time that you have a Thanksgiving, what has to be on Benjamin Watson's Thanksgiving table? What has to be on my table? Um, well, I'm a, I, I love I love turkey. Uh, I like fried turkey. There's also a Cajun turkey that my wife sometimes gets from um, some store. Um, a couple years ago, I actually did the turkey myself, and it actually turned out really well. Unfortunately, I won't be able to do it this time unless I do it on a Friday. But I love the turkey. I love my wife's uh, sweet potato souffle. Uh, I tell everybody, everybody talks about Ruth Chris, you know, the sweet potato casserole that they have and how great it is. I'm not saying this because I've been married to her for 13 years. Hers is better. And I will challenge anybody who says otherwise. I love her mac and cheese, collard greens, um, you know, uh, uh, oh, for dessert. Um, I love the banana pudding uh, she makes. Uh, so so that, that's just, that's my mouth is watering right now and I'm thinking about it. I'm looking forward to Friday. <laughs> that's right. Yours will be the day after. So very nice. I'm thankful for our visit this week. I appreciate it. Me as well. Thank you. Benjamin Watson. Pretty great Thanksgiving visit with him. And it's been a pretty great black and blue report here on this uh, holiday week as well. Saints and Falcons tomorrow night. We'll be watching Benjamin Watson and the black and gold, of course. And then Benjamin will be eating well, sounds like, on Friday. Have a blessed and great Thanksgiving, everybody.